bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. What's all this stuff? Let's see. We got to get close, 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 and close. Okay. Now we're back to normal. So one of the things we have to do, I think I think I'm gonna just sit here and wait for everybody to finish so I can. <laughs> I'm just teasing. So, for those of you that know, we stream on 101.7 The Truth on YouTube. So if you go to our YouTube site, you will see little old me. Why you look like that when I say little old me? Little old me, she looked at me like, uh, uh, um, and the truth family on YouTube live 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Do we stream 24 hours? Like when the show changes, does it? Why not? Let's fix that. Alex, get on that. He's like, right. Then he gets in his car and drives home. No, I'm just kidding. So, here's the deal. Um, we are now in a place where the world is sitting on pins and needles. 
I mean, we've got issues with China. We've got issues with Russia, Korea, Taiwan, Japan. I mean, all this stuff going on. And so we've got all sorts of economic and political issues. We've got a president who's decided that we're going to be all electric vehicles, not realizing that all of the minerals that come from electric batteries come from China. So you are literally putting your entire military trucks, uh, vehicles, everything that moves in America. Basically, when the Chinese decide they don't want us to do anything, they just withhold it. So those are the types of issues we have. Well, I don't know if you've heard, there's been breaking news on CNN. There was an intruder who infiltrated the White House ground today. Of course, it prompted a swift response from the U.S. Secret Service. Anthony Guglielmi, who's the chief of communications for the Secret Service, said a person crawled through the fence on the north side of the White House. And of course, when you do that, it sets off security alerts. They have snipers on the roof. Uniform Secret Service, plainclothes Secret Service. And so the Uniform Division today encountered a person along the White House north fence who briefly entered the White House grounds, instantly triggering what? More Secret Service officers. Now, the last time this happened was 2014. So you figure about 10 years ago, somebody entered onto the grounds. Just before then, President Barack Obama was about to address the nation on Iraq. So, you know, now they're thinking that somebody who's upset with the war that's going on, Iraq, Afghanistan, right? So that created a temporary lockdown and delayed the briefing. Spokesperson for the Secret Service said, we're going to wait until the person that they took into custody is able to speak to question them. The intruder who slipped through the fence of the White House. So we've got Soviet, I guess they're not Soviet anymore, Russian agents, Russian KGB and, and MI5 from England and, and the BND from Germany and all these places that are against us right now that we should be watching and looking and worrying about. And on a Tuesday, someone simply walks through the fence. Now, we don't know if the fence was in need of repair. We don't know if it was broken. Was was there a iron rod fence? And I don't know if you've been to the White House before. I've been to the White House. I've been to the, the actual White House and the fake when they let you, you know, tour and all that stuff. So... You need a security clearance just to, like, go on the public tour, right? So, but today somebody slipped through a fence, got in, and it hasn't broken yet because they said they're going to have to wait, do the investigation to talk to the person when they're able to question them because the intruder who slipped through the fence at the White House was a baby. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken. You ever had one of them days where everything just doesn't sound right? Like it's a weird, like I unplugged and plugged back in my headphones and it's just, it's just one of them days. It feels like Wednesday, but it's actually Tuesday. Must be a terrible Tuesday. 833-212-1017 is, oh, you know why I don't like this computer? Because it doesn't have facial rec. You have to put in a pin for everything. See, my other computer has facial recognition, so all I have to do is hold it up or look at it, and it comes back on. My life. 833-212-1017 is the number. So you heard 84, 85-year-old, however old that dude was, and so I guess the, the, the question we have to ask ourselves is how do you shoot somebody through a glass door? Now, I was a little bothered by something Tory said. So I got to call Tory out a little bit. So Tory said, as he was telling the story, and I don't know if this was part of the story, but I didn't hear that he went back and got a gun and came back to the door and shot him. So my thing is intent is if somebody rings your doorbell, you look, you see them, you then go get your gun, you come back and shoot them. That's intentional. If I hear somebody ring the doorbell and I have fear and I pick up my gun and go to the door and I see them and I shoot them, I think I can chalk that up to fear, maybe even mitigate it to, you know, second degree assault. But we don't know that. We don't know if he took the gun to the door with him, went and got it. Was it sitting by the door? Was it a thought? Doesn't really matter because he's arrested and charged with two felonies. 84-year-old Andrew Lester turned himself in this afternoon. Two felony charges, first-degree assault and armed criminal action. And so we'll see what happens. He shot Ralph Yarrow, who's been treated and released. He's at home recovering, but like his mother said, he'll be traumatized for the rest of his life. What is going on in the world? CNN just reported a parking garage collapsed. Like, I can't park on the street. Plus my car get broken into or stolen. I can't park in the garage because the garage might actually fall in. Hmm. Ah, I got it. Don't drive. Okay, we're done. That was easy. That was easy enough. Um, my only question is how much money should the Yarrow parents sue for? 833-212-1017. How much money should they get? <laughs> he's but his his well here's the problem I have with that Kyle was that over the air by the way I think it was it was above. it wasn't okay forget it so Kyle said every single cent every check that man gets should go to the Earl family so here's the problem 
Hang on. Mm, don't want to say it before. So, here's a problem I have. At 85 years old, a man, white male, life expectancy is 6.1 years. So six years worth of monthly checks ain't enough. Now, if you have life insurance, that's what I want. But I don't think you can, I don't think you can do that. I don't, I don't think you can, I don't think you can do that. I mean, I don't. Do you? 833-212-1017 is the number. How much money should the family sue for and receive for the rest of their lives? Because that's, that's exactly what I want to know. That's what I want to know. How much money should this family get? Because I think that at some point we need to recognize that this kid is injured for the rest of his life. There are some things about him he's never going to have. He's never going to be able to do. And after it occurred, he got shot in the head. And so I don't, I don't understand what was on his mind as it relates to what he was trying to do to this kid. But at some point, he should be, quote, unquote, reckoned with. And I want to know the digits. Six digits, seven, eight, nine. And so I have a theory on how you actually investigate what happened to this kid. 833-212-1017 is the number. Give me a number. Hit me on the talk and text line. What, what is the number if your child, 16 years old, was shot and left? For dead. Sitting in the middle, laying in the middle of the street. He stumbles away, goes to another house bleeding, tells the person, I've been shot. What do you do? How do you remedy that? I don't know. But if I were the parents, all I can say is thank God for Ben Crump. That's all I'm saying. Head trauma. Probably got shot in the body. How the bullet missed his brain and did damage, I don't know. If it did, just because he's home doesn't mean that he's not, he doesn't have uh, 
brain damage. Nikki on the talking text line says, did the guy call 911 after shooting the boy? I don't think so. But I don't know. He may have. He may have been one of the calls. I know one of the neighbors called. They called 911 and they tried to help him and help stop the bleeding. And they asked the young man what happened. He said he got shot. The man shot him. So how do you remedy that? Like, how do you make his family whole? How do you do that? How do you make his family whole? Is, I don't know, $6 million whole? 10? So here's my issue. What does Mr. Yarl's family say about what it is that he wanted to do? Did he want did did he have aspirations? They said he had good grades, good in science and math. Was he going to grow up and be an engineer? And if he was going to be an engineer, what kind of engineer? Structural engineer, computer engineer, right? You're talking two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. So from the time he's at his peak earning power between thirty and fifty, he he could have. I don't know. He could have made millions, started businesses, corporations, patents, all sorts of things. And life expectancy. Did this shooting just shorten his life expectancy and now he may die sooner because of ailments related to the shooting? I need a number, Nikki. 833-212-1017. I don't know what that number is. I know it's well over a million dollars. The problem is it's not going to come from him because he's 84, 85 years old. He's got a life expectancy of what? Six, 6.1 additional years, right? So at 85, your life expectancy is 6.1. I think women are 7.2 years. And so he could live till he's 90. Does he have a pension? Does he own a business? Does he have life insurance? Like, like what of his estate? Because once he dies, you really can't attack his estate because he probably doesn't have any. Or it'll be put in a trust, you know, to protect it. So can't nobody get to it. I don't really care if he called 911. I don't care. I don't care if he, oh, I'm going to try to help him after you shot him. It's your civic duty. And if he didn't call 911, they should add another charge. Because it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate not because he got shot. It's unfortunate because it won't be the last one. So here's the deal. Rhea. Alex, if I come visit you and I can't find your house, you're not seeing me that day. I'm not going to be the victim of oops. I'm not. Uber needs to be careful. Like, what if it was Uber? What if Uber, <laughs> what if the Uber driver got me? Oh, I'm 
was scared they came. Yeah, because you see the picture, you see the person. But watch this. I had to change my Uber picture because my Uber picture has me with a gray beard. I don't have a gray beard. Has me with longer hair, and I don't have long hair. And then I come walking through the door. Are you Ken? No. You know, what do you do? It's it's unfortunate that this occurred. I have to say I'm shocked that it hasn't occurred before. Like the way things are going, I'm shocked that it hasn't happened since. C-Note said the money should come from the selling of his home and belongings. And then where are you going to put him? Oh, my bad. Once he's found guilty, I guess he won't need a home or belongings because he'll get three hots and a cot in jail. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You better work it. Excess. Sleep. DJ Sarasa. I can't help it. Like a heavy deck of cards, so I dealt it. I'm the fire from the spark, and you felt it. Pull a light up from the dark, then you melt it. I was building up an arc when it's raining. Well, no better time to stop when we're painting. Why you wanna make a mark? What you saying? What you playing? What you saying, baby? What you saying? Make a statement now, no delay. Fashion in the breeze, we don't sway. Why they hating? Escapating. Bad mind, watch your face when I read them. Heard them talking dreams they were chasing. Now they snorting keys off a basin. Now they down on knees when they're praying. Why you faking G's time? Wait. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. It's kind of weird seeing yourself on YouTube while you're talking and seeing yourself about, you know what the delay is? So let me count. Let, let me do this. Okay. I got to see myself at a, at a set time. And then I'm going to count. One, two, three. Five second delay. All right. So now I know. I got five seconds to go. Delete, delete. Boom. But by then it'll be too late anyway because I have no access to one one seven the truth, and technically, whoever's logged in here, I'm gonna subscribe them to all kind of stuff, Looney Tune cartoons and all kind of stuff. They're gonna be like, oh, "Why do I keep getting all these feeds?" I don't have a heart to tell them it was me. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Okay, the talking text line blowing up a bit. Security Mike said that young kid done lost all his faculties and need to be compensated for that alone what the kid could have earned in his lifetime. So I say a hundred million to a billion. First of all, first of all, the average person earns about a million. That's with a college degree. 
So let's not get beside ourselves with an 85-year-old with a 6.1-year uh, life expectancy and ain't got nothing because he live in a house. But let's check. Let's do our due diligence. We don't know if he's lost all his faculties because I don't really know that they're able to test his cognitive ability that fast. They'll have to wait for him to heal first. He may be fine cognitively. I know the trauma is something that he'll have to deal with the rest of his life. And that's what saddens me. The trauma that this kid has to deal with living that shooting. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. White Widow says, before the money, why no hate crime? Federal. Why is the guy initially released allowed to go back home? Can't get blood out of a rock. Doesn't seem like deep pockets with this bird. I'm sad for Ralph and his little brothers and family. Okay, so. Why not a hate crime? First of all, just because a white person shoots a black person or a black person shoots a white person, unless they do something or are overt and make a statement, it's really difficult to prove a hate crime. Unless you made a statement to somebody said, hey, I'm going to go out and kill all black people. Because here's the kicker. You know what? Hey, Alex, remind me tomorrow, you and Rhea, that's why we need a screen in here that you all can type in and we can see it. You understand what I'm saying? Because you could look something up and I could see it and know instantly. That's why. Okay. All right. I'm just, yeah, talking to myself. So. Because I was thinking about looking up the statute of Wisconsin hate crime statute. So 939.645 explains. All right. So here's the deal. Penalty. Crimes committed against certain person, certain people or property. Uh, If a person does all of the following, the penalties for the underlying crime are increased. um, And if they intentionally selects the person because of whom under under paragraph A. Which means committing a crime between 939 and 948. uh, is committed or selects the property that is damaged or otherwise affected by the crime under paragraph A, which is pretty much the most of the statutes. In whole or in part, that means you completed the crime or you attempt it because of the actor's belief or perception regarding this race, religion, color, disability, sexual orientation, national origin, or ancestry of that person or the owner or occupant of that property, whether or not the actor's belief or perception was correct. So the guy that beat up the Sikh because he thought he was a Muslim still gets charged with a hate crime, even though their belief and perception was incorrect. 
if you read this closely, a black person can commit a hate crime against a black person. It's not just race. It's religion as well. It's color, disability, sexual orientation, national origin. The fact that you said you were from Canada and I'm from America and that's the reason why I did something, it's a hate crime. It's ordinary misdemeanor other than a class A misdemeanor. The revised maximum fine is $10,000 and the revised maximum term for imprisonment is one year in the county jail. If ordinary class A misdemeanor, the penalty is increased in this section to a felony and the revised maximum fine is $10,000 and the maximum term is two years. And so we have to be careful when we talk about, oh, it's a hate crime. Well, did they do anything or say anything that led us to believe it was a hate crime? You go, why not federal? Okay, he shot him. Not everything is federal. And many times you don't want the federal government messing around with stuff anyway. They mess it up. I don't care whether you like Ronald Reagan or not. I don't even know if it's nine words, but there's an old saying. The nine scariest words in the world is I'm from the federal government and I'm here to help. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Doesn't seem like he has deep pockets. He probably doesn't. But that's why somebody else said take his house and his car. But see, here's the thing. If he's in federal or or if, if he's in custody, who's going to watch his house anyway? It's unfortunate. And if you think that is crazy, Spike Lee did it. I saw it this morning when I woke up. A 20-year-old woman shot and killed after her friend turns into the wrong driveway in upstate New York. Guy comes out of his house. And, and here's a the kicker. They go in and they realize, hey, dude, this is the wrong driveway. This isn't the house. He's backing up to leave. And the guy comes out of his house and shoots at them and kills a 20-year-old woman. I thought she was 29. 20-year-old woman from CNN shot and killed Saturday after she and three others accidentally turned into the wrong driveway while looking for a friend's house in rural upstate New York. The woman identified as Kaylin Gillis was a passenger in the vehicle when a man, 65-year-old Kevin Monahan, fired two shots from his front porch. Washington County Sheriff Jeffrey Murphy said in a news conference Monday, which was yesterday, one of the shots in the vehicle hit and struck Gillis. Rural area, dirt roads, easy to get lost. I'm not getting lost anymore because I'm not going anywhere. Talk a text line, Dion the Nine, so you can sue his estate if he has life insurance before he can get it. I don't know if you can sue life insurance. I don't know. We'd have to, I'd have to check on that. Sounds commonsensical, but I don't think so. Scott said, I don't care if the 80-year-old spends a day in jail. Why should taxpayers be on the hook for someone with one foot in the grave and the, <laughs> and the other on a banana peel? What I would like to see are all his assets liquidated and the proceeds given to the young man. Right. And then he can get on welfare and we'll still pay. So what are we doing? If you're going to do that, just send him to jail. He'll just die a peaceful 
He said, whatever the average, <laughs> Mr. Lee said, whatever the average amount is for such an incident, and then multiply it times three. I don't know if there's an average. There are a multitude of things that are taken into account when things like this happen. Life expectancy, all sorts of things. Right? LT says in the state of Missouri, I believe where this happened, it did. Once you're arrested, you have to be charged within 24 hours or you must be released. He was released. More than an investigation took place. I don't, I don't know if that was it because he wasn't in jail that long. I don't think. I think like he got in, taken in custody the same day and released. So, yeah. But that's a very good point. If they did keep him too long, they probably had to. They Not probably. They had to release him based on Missouri state law. He was released. More of the investigation took place. And then he was rearrested and charged. Okay. First of all, let me, let me help you with something. He was not arrested. He was taken into custody for questioning. It was an investigation. So he was an, he was, it was, there was an investigative alert type thing. Milwaukee, we use a thing called investigative alert. I want, I want to talk to Alex about something that happened and Alex isn't, isn't, um, cooperating and we can't find him. So we put what's called an investigative alert in the system and it goes out and it says IA. That means I come across Alex. He's speeding down the street, minding his own business, doing 31 in a 30 mile an hour zone. I pull him over for one mile over. I stop him. I say, hey, Alex. And then I run him and I get an investigative alert. So somebody from downtown or the detective bureau is going to come out and say, hey, and they're going to look at the case that's tied to it. And they're going to see is this a witness are we looking for him because we were trying to get more information and we couldn't find him? And they talked to him. You can't stop somebody on investigative alert. You have to have been stopped for a crime or, or a traffic infraction that would naturally happen that I detain you. And then we can ask you about the alert. So they ask you about the alert. Hey, what's going on? That's what they did with him. Hey, you were here. We're investigating. What's going on? All that stuff. Because you can't get arrested twice for the same thing. That's called double jeopardy. So if I'm taking you into custody, there's either new information or I got to let you go. But I can't arrest you twice for the same thing. So if they did arrest him the first time, the investigation has to have given them significantly more to rearrest him. The problem is, what did they know one day that they didn't know the next day? The only person they could talk to was him. So what they did, they were just building a case and it took time to build it and write it up and send it to the DA. And that's what they did. And then they, you know, they charged them and then he turned himself in. And then that was that. But we know White Widow. The DA said there was a racial component. Well, but we don't know what it is. The racial component could have simply been one was white and one was black. Now what? But you know what White Widow said, what, right? You, you, you know what she said. Hate cry. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So there was a lawsuit between Fox and Dominion. Dominion sued Fox News um, for the information. Um, They lied about the... uh, Well, we don't know if they lied because they were going to court on a lawsuit about the, the software and whether or not it worked and all this other stuff and all that. And so... Fox settled for $787.5 million with Dominion. So here's my, here's my question. This is to any Republicans that are listening, all two of you. Why do you have an issue with people voting Not on the same day. Why do people have an issue with people voting? Electronically. We've secured every other. We've secured every other way. Of voting. Even voting early. Put cameras there. If you want to let people vote early and you want to watch them or electronically, put cameras there. So when they walk up, they just they just do it, right? This going to the polls on the same day and standing in the line is dumb. But if you want to do it, you should be able to. So when the Republicans are arguing one way and the Democrats are arguing another way, there's all this static and all this garbage about something that really doesn't need to be an argument. Now, allowing people to just stand there and take people's ballots and go turn them in and they didn't do it. I have a problem with that because I don't know if you're going to add more ballots to the bag. All these miraculous ballots just show up out of nowhere. There's no time to count them, no time to see if they're valid. We can't have that. See, my thing is if you do it electronically and you lie, it's instantaneous. If we have the protocols in place where anytime there's a breach, something automatically happens, we'll get over that. See, I think that it's time that we really look at it for what it is. Everybody has their own phone. Everybody has a social security number. And everybody should have an ID or a driver's license if you're an adult. If you do, that's your number. If it gets stolen, it's still on you. But at least you can use some kind of form or some kind of anything to make sure it's safe. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. I think, I think that that type of voting should bode well. The issue I have with it is older people who are in nursing homes and stuff like that take, being taken advantage of and people voting for them. So maybe we need to look at it where if you're too old, you can't vote. Or, or you need a proxy voter that you assign. And then people may come in and start assigning themselves as your proxy without you knowing it. And all of a sudden they're voting for you. 
See, I can see cheating on both sides. My issue is the side that wants to win no matter what. The side that's willing to go to great lengths to lie, cheat, steal. Unfortunately, I see that on both the Democrat and Republican Party. And so how we're going to fix it, I don't know. But that's something that has to be looked at. That's something that our legislatures have to do. Now, we already vote at the poll, and then it's sent downtown electronically. I I hope people knew that, right? That your polling machine is electronic. So even though they got to count the ribbon that's in it, they just compare it to the total they already have downtown. So they know who won when the polls close at 8 o'clock. And then they bring the ribbons down to confirm we have this count. This is what it came to confirmed and we're done. But when will we get to a one step system? Well, I don't think we need a one step system. I think we need a two step like we have now. To be able to just come in. Vote. Have it tabulated manually and then have it tabulated electronically. At least we'll be in the ballpark. Right. When we come back, we're going to we're going to dive into this whole Dominion and Fox News lawsuit and see what happened. LT has some interesting uh, comments on here. First of all, he said, yeah, you're right. I should have said detained. Good point. Um, And then he said during a news conference, part of the settlement was the fact that Fox admitted to lying about the Dominion voting machines. Well, yeah. I'm sure they settled so that Tucker, Hannity, and Ingram would not have to testify. That would be the end of their network. And Eddie. I don't I don't think so. I mean, all of them are in places where they replace somebody. Think about that. Oh my God, if that person isn't on Fox News, if this person isn't on CNN, Don Lemon, oh my God, if he loses, if he leaves his show on CNN, it'll be a travesty. He went to mornings and nobody cares. What does that tell you? That it doesn't matter what you do, where you go, or where you work. It's about the money.